You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach, talking Toronto Blue Jays with MLB.com's Blue Jays beat reporter, Gregor Chisholm. Gregor, it wasn't that many weeks ago that we were talking about whether Jose Reyes might get moved to another position, what they would do about the problem that is Jose Reyes. Um, and time goes by, and we get a little extra perspective and a little extra information, and um, the numbers make it pretty clear that this team is better with Jose Reyes than it is without him. Um, How big a deal is is having him in there every day? I mean, it seems kind of obvious, but it's pretty clear that this team is better with him than without him. Yeah, there's no question about it. And there there are going to be some issues with his defense, and we all know that. And the, the range can be limited at times. But, um, you know, there's so much value in the bat. And I think that's one thing that a lot of people overlooked, um, you know, especially when he was on the disabled list and people saw Ryan Goins play defensively. You know, there was, there was kind of all that needless talk. And, you know, Jose Reyes is still a very elite player uh, at the plate. Uh, obviously has a very plus bat, and he's really been kind of the engine that, that's driving a lot of this. And you know, the the Blue Jays really needed someone to consistently get on base in front of Josh Donaldson, Jose Batista, and Edwin Encarnacion. And, and since coming back from the disabled list, he has been that guy. And, and to me, it's it's no coincidence that during that 11 game winning streak, he was on an 11 uh, 11 game hitting streak. Um, you know, so he's a guy. The Blue Jays' record is is. You know, really, really impressive when Jose Reyes scores a run. And, you know, that's something he talked about uh, in spring training a lot was the stat that he wants to look at at the end of the year was the number of runs scored because he thought he would be able to put kind of together a career year with this type of lineup. And, uh, you know, when you have a guy like Josh Donaldson hitting behind you, uh, obviously he's having, you know, an incredible year and you want to have as many guys on base as possible. And Reyes has been able to do that. And he's also been able to, to generate some things on the base, base pass as well. He's, he's been picking his spots pretty well with that. Uh, and they've been able to, to really generate a lot of runs. And, it, and it's and the Jays are going to hit a lot of home runs. We all know that. But they need to find other ways to score as well. And that's where Jose Reyes becomes such a big weapon for them. One other thing that, that has gone on as this team has, has gotten closer to where it wants to be is – uh, the bullpen really seems to have stabilized. Is that an area where they are satisfied with what they've got, or is that a place where they're still maybe uh, looking around at upgrades? No, they're going to need some upgrades. And, you know, I, I think the big one is they do need a closer, and to me that doesn't have anything to do with, with Brett Cecil and, and the job that he's done. I just think Brett Cecil has so much more value uh, when you're able to use him in the seventh or eighth inning like they've been able to do the last couple of years, taking him out of that role this year has kind of weakened things a little bit. Um, and, you know, they have been able to stabilize. They, they've they've really kind of turned things around. The only uh, concern I would have with that is that the high leverage innings, they haven't really been tested all that much. You know, they, they went, you know, a month without uh, needing a save and, uh, you know, that that's not just Brett C. So there was guys in, in the seventh or eighth inning who, who weren't pitching a lot of high leverage innings as well. So the numbers were definitely there. Uh, there's definitely signs for encouragement. But I think the true test for this team is going to come when, you know, they play a slew of games in a row uh, that are really tight. You know, we saw that a little bit uh, in the recent series in New York against the Mets. Uh, and there was a little bit of difficulty there. Uh, so that's going to be something that, kind of carries on and so they I think they need a ninth inning guy just to, to stabilize all the other roles and they potentially could use another right-handed setup man as well but I think that's probably going to be the top priority for, for Alex Anthopoulos over the next few weeks is really trying to stabilize the bullpen uh, he's kind of uh, you know have that as 
as an area where he really wants to improve. I think the Jays would be open to adding another starter as well, but I think the first priority really is going to be adding at least one, uh, maybe two uh, late-inning type relievers. Well, if Soriano is off the market and they really are looking for a ninth-inning guy, um, presumably they wouldn't you, – you don't – if that's your need, and presumably you don't trade for somebody who hasn't done it, presumably they're looking for somebody who's, who's established in that regard, regardless of what you think of the closer-centric bullpen. Um, who else is out there besides Papelbon, or is, is Papelbon the guy? Papelbon is one of the guys, I think. Uh, Tyler Clippard in, in Oakland would be another guy. I think he might be the, you know, probably the, the top priority over uh, Papelbon, and the reason I say that is because it's someone that the Blue Jays were linked to uh, during the off season before he was traded from from Washington, um, he's a guy that they've reportedly been you know kind of discussing uh, internally a little bit as well. So he's he's one name for that. Papelbon, uh, well, there's going to be interest there as well. But the you know the big issue with him uh, is the salary uh, and is the fact that he has a vesting option for next year as well. That would have to be a little bit of a concern uh, for the Blue Jays. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do there. But this is a team that, you know, has a bit of money to spend. Uh, you know, it seems like they're probably anywhere between that 5 to $8 million range uh, of money that they have uh, to use uh, for upgrades. But what you don't want to do is you don't want to burn that all in one move. So, you know, it seems, you know, some of the reports out of Philadelphia uh, sounds like the Phillies are more than willing to eat some money uh, of Papelbon's contract in order to get better prospects. So, so that could eventually lead to something, uh, but that's going to require more talent going the other way. So, it, I, I think it's someone you know it's a situation where Anthopoulos is really going to keep his you know options open and probably is going to explore you know just about everywhere. And, and the problem with this year, uh, as you would you know as you are more than well aware, is that there's not a lot of sellers out there, and so it's really kind of a seller's market. And the cost is probably going to be very high, and it's probably going to shock a lot of Blue Jays fans when push comes to shove, when this team needs to upgrade. Uh, it's probably going to cost a lot of uh, capital and prospects, but that's something that this team is eventually going to have to do um, because, you know, we saw what happened last year when the Blue Jays didn't really make any moves at the deadline, and now you're coming into a year uh, where this is really a make-or-break year for the Blue Jays. And, you know, they're in a, in a position where the divisions, there's, a, there's an awful lot of parity there right now. Um, you know, the AL East is definitely up for grabs. And, and since, you know, there's so much riding on this year, you would expect uh, that at some point, you know, despite, you know, the fact that they say that they don't want to mortgage the future, and, I, you know, I believe that, uh, they're going to have to make some sort of move. And, and eventually they're going to have to give up some of the guys that they probably don't want to give up. And a couple quick injury updates. Uh, first, uh, how close is Devin Travis to being back? Devin Travis is, is very close. You know, he started a, a rehab assignment uh, this week with Double uh, A New Hampshire. Uh, you know, the fact that he was out a month means they're going to take a little bit of a cautious approach with him. They really want to give him a little bit more of an extended rehab assignment. So. I think at the earliest you would see him would be this weekend. I think maybe even a more realistic uh, scenario would see him returning at the beginning of next week. They just want to see that repetition, uh, you know, every day and get him some some consistent at bats. So he has his timing down, um, so he, he can figure that out uh, on the rehab assignment in the minor leagues, as opposed to to coming up and facing major league pitching right away and having to deal with it that way. And then, how long is Aaron Sanchez going to be out? Yeah, the Aaron Sanchez one is, is the interesting one. You know, originally, you know, they, they said that it was to monitor the innings, and, and we know that that wasn't really true and that, uh, you know, there's a little bit of a strain going on with the lat. Uh, you know, the positive news there is that it's a mild strain. Um, you know, so 
it's it's that obviously will lead to a quicker recovery than if it was something more severe. But you know, lats can be very tricky, and it's one of those things where the Jays are really going to have to take a, a patient approach with that and make sure that the soreness is completely gone. Uh, you know, Steven Strasburg uh, a couple years ago had a similar mild strain. He missed three weeks, so you know, you might look at that as as, as kind of an example of what could be missed. Roy Halladay uh, had a similar injury a few years ago as well. He was out six weeks, but that was a little bit more severe. Um, but what you don't want to do is you don't want to bring him back a little too early and, and risk him re-injuring it because uh, if a, that mild strain turns into something more severe, then all of a sudden you're talking about uh, you know a long-term injury instead of something relatively short-term. So I would be surprised uh, if we see him back in June, uh, but you know, early July is something that the Blue Jays would, would probably hope to have him back by. All right. Well, Gregor Chisholm, thanks for taking some time to talk here on MLB.com Extras, and thanks, everybody, for listening. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.